Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud, Thursday edition with Nurse Michelle. Last week's show, we discussed the importance of adding colloidal silver to your plan of wellness and how to use it prophylactically to strengthen your immunity to keep infection at bay. But we also discussed the importance of utilizing silver in the treatment during these viruses and illnesses that are always um, coming around. And of course, we're all concerned about COVID in its present situation. Be sure to check out that show uh, that's going to be titled regarding the word silver. You'll see something about silver in the title and look, listen to that so that you can catch up to where we are. Because today um, on those shows, today's show, we're going to address some other topics we just touched on last week. But I want you to remember that you can find our shows anywhere you listen to podcasts. When you do, please be sure to rate them and leave us a comment. If you have any questions regarding using silver from last week's teaching or from today's discussion regarding silver or any other products we're talking about, you can leave that for me on the americaoutloud.com slash nursesoutloud website. Choose the email and nurse option and send it to Nurse Michelle. And Dr. Robert Scott Bell, who was with us last week, he also has a website that you can send questions to him with at robertscottbell.com. Now, in last week's show, we did touch on the value of copper being part of your treatment plan, but today I have Dr. Robert Scott Bell back with me, and he's going to educate us today on copper and nitric oxide and their importance. So welcome back to Nurses Out Loud, Dr. Robert Scott Bell. Hey, thank you, Nurse Michelle. I appreciate you. And uh, just as we started last time about the controversy of the word doctor, uh, I understand the origin point of that word is teacher, uh, healer. And in that's the spirit with which it originally was intended. I don't mind. Although as we talk about the modern doctor, as it's come to become uh, a monopoly, uh, uh, descriptor, uh, it's, uh, in allopathic medicine, it, it, it's uh, the third leading cause of death officially. Uh, and this coming back from the year 2000, the uh, Starfield, Barbara Starfield at Johns Hopkins published through the Journal of the American Medical Association, we learned that indeed it was the third leading cause of death. And that's my reticence and reluctance to use that term uh, other than the the spiritual origin of a teacher and a healer. Yeah, the calling for those that go into the medical field. I have a daughter who's about to graduate nursing school. And I say to her and other people, you'll know that you are meant to be in this if you feel the burden to relieve the oppressed, to end the, help end the suffering, because there's always going to be sick and dying and people having babies among us. There's always going to be a need for every generation to have the healers among us that have a desire to heal. And sadly, it looks like the medical profession has been filled up instead with people who weren't seeking the relieving of the oppressed and the suffering. So we're thankful when we find the healers. This is one of them that we have with us today. So I'm going to let him start off by starting to teach us about what he touched on last week, which is the importance of copper and nitric 
oxide. Yeah. The, the, the dietary mineral copper, of course, is not controversial in and of itself. We know that copper is an essential trace element. It's, it's nobody argues against that. The, the concern I have, of course, is uh, the depletion of that mineral. And it isn't about one mineral per se only, but sometimes when it is significantly depleted, it impacts the functioning within the body of so many metabolic pathways that just replenishing that one mineral has a profound impact and copper is that in fact uh in uh, you know we, we look at uh, the deficiency syndrome for co uh, uh, copper and i look at the symptoms the myriad of symptoms that manifested under covid and covid jab injuries and as we go through this time if we have the time to do so you'll find that almost every symptom of covid matches perfectly to copper deficiency now, this isn't me saying that, oh, it's all copper deficiency, but at the very least, COVID is made worse in the absence of adequate bioavailable bioactive uh, copper. Uh, now, how do we deplete it, for one? Uh, well, uh, zinc and vitamin C intake uh, is, is something that uh, diminishes copper uh, significantly in the body. In the natural world where you have zinc, you have copper. In the natural world where you have C, you have copper. But when we isolate these things, we tend to bring them in in an imbalanced fashion. And although they are both beneficial and can be argued so, uh, the diminishment of copper can be problematic. Now, other things that can lead to diminishment of copper in the body includes chronic diarrheal diseases, Crohn's disease, celiac, the use of antacid and proton pump inhibiting drugs, the, drugs, the PPIs, uh, renal disease, kidney disease, uh, consumption of high fructose corn syrup. Now, how does this manifest symptomatically? As a homeopath, I'm guided by symptoms. I don't treat symptoms, but I'm guided. They tell me a lot about what may be happening in the body with or without taking a test. Uh, chronic and systemic inflammation is one of the key indicators of copper in insufficiency in the body. Uh, fatigue, chronic fatigue, long COVID, all of these are indicative of a lack of bioavailable copper in the system. Muscle weakness brittle bones, a lot of connective tissue issues, memory loss also associated with a lack of copper in the body. One of the biggest diagnoses that is wrongly proclaimed to be a deficiency of iron is anemia. And when you start digging into this, you'll find out that if I'm understating this, maybe I am a little, but 99.9% .9 of all anemia diagnoses are actually copper deficiency, not iron deficiency. We'll get into that susceptibility to sickness, generally immune issues, pale skin, white hair. So pigmentation issues, uh, premature aging and wrinkling heart disease, various cardiovascular manifestations, all copper deficiency and changes in vision. So giving you the overview and I haven't gotten into everything, but I got to stop there because we'll never get through this. That's and so then the next, that's just unbelievable isn't it amazing? To think copper is affecting that much in our body. Yeah. And so the next question is, where do we get copper? We talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but organ meats was historically the primary uh, way we would get our, our diet rich in copper into our systems, although uh, many people are uh, opposed or averse to eating uh, organ meats, for instance, like liver. Um, those that did, our parents or grandparents did, uh, rightly so, liver and onions. Why? Well, it was the mineral rich uh, food. It was a superfood. Now, if, if you don't want to eat that, co uh, copper is available in other things, including bee pollen. Uh, is a good source of copper. Uh, oysters and shellfish, although co coming from contaminated seawater, that's problematic. Whole grains, leafy greens, uh, certain mushrooms like shiitake, uh, nuts and dark chocolate. 
Now, dark chocolate is not like a Hershey's bar. So don't, don't, you know, go there, but the, these are a legitimate sources of copper, although they've been depleted over a long time. We're going to get into that in a moment. Uh, recognizing that even if we have a good source of copper in the diet, only 30 to 40% may be actually absorbed in a in an ideal world digestive system that works great. And not many people have that. So we're not even getting from copper-rich foods much absorption. So that's, again, another problem we are addressing here. And in this discussion, which, by the way, I, I did a, a scientific deep dive into this with uh, IPAC-EDU, my friend Dr. James Lyons-Wilder, PhD, for those that want to go further, uh, you can check that uh, uh, lecture out with visuals. But uh, of all the minerals tested in the soils over the last 70, 80 years, and most all of them are depleted with rare exception, copper has been depleted more than any other, almost 80% reduced in the soils, which means if you're growing food in soil that has little or no copper, it's not going to be in there. Therefore, if you eat it or an animal eats it and you eat the animal, there's not going to be much copper. So we've got a significant deficiency due to uh, modern agricultural practices, monocropping, chemical agriculture. Uh, as far as what the properties of copper are, some of them primarily include being, interestingly enough, an antiparasitic mineral. Of all the minerals, it's one of the most potent antiparasitics. And ironically, the two most successful drugs in intervening in COVID are both antiparasitic drugs, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And imagine if we had utilize copper, maybe we might not have even needed those. I'm just positing the thought. Cells use copper to facilitate antioxidant activity, destroying free radicals that lead to inflammation, aging, and disease. I mentioned iron. Without copper, you can't absorb and utilize iron. And have we heard of any blood issues in COVID, coagulation issues a little bit? All dependent upon adequate copper availability for blood function. Uh, how about skin Collagen, melanin production, dependent on copper, and babies cannot grow in mommy without copper, much less growing afterwards. So we all need it. Now, there are cuproenzyme pathways. It's going to be too complex to get into, but there are a myriad of ways that copper is essential. Without copper, the proteins themselves don't hold their structure, so there's no function, whether it be oxygen transport with iron, whether it be joint and skin and connective tissue support, whether it be antioxidant activities, uh, metabolism and energy production, and many uh, other pathways without copper, we're in trouble. And so you see a lot of disease diagnosed manifestation, and they don't recognize copper deficiency. They say, here, just take this drug. So when we go into um, bone and uh, joint and bone health, a lot of inflammation, uh, chronic uh, rheumatism diseases, um, tendinitis that doesn't go away. These things are copper issues. That's why people wear copper clothing, right? Copper bandages, copper covering over elbows or knees because it works with reduction of inflammation and also facilitating regenerative events by, guess what? Regulating zinc. Zinc is so important for We know for immune health and regeneration, but in the absence of copper, zinc goes crazy. Have you ever heard of, of bone spurs, yes. right? Abnormal tissue growth. That's zinc in the absence of copper. It's kind of like uh, uh, you have a, 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 a carpenter. You hire a general contractor job site. You got copper uh, is the general contractor. And you have uh, zinc is the 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 carpenter. And the, the general contractor just doesn't show up for months. And the carpenter goes, well, I don't know what I'm, I'm just going to build stuff. And you're like, you come back and you're like, well, we didn't tell you to build that. That's zinc without copper. Copper manages zinc. So when we have regenerative events that need to happen, zinc and copper are both important. Works with vitamin C 
to build collagen, elastin, fascia ligaments, helps control inflammation systemically, modulating systemic cytokine storming issues. And that's another big issue with chronic and acute disease. So when we're looking at copper, think of it as uh, if you have a pile of bricks and you pack those, let's take that pile and let's make a nice neat wall of those bricks, a nice wall, like, but you forgot you don't have mortar. Now a light breeze knocks that wall back down. You can tap it. It falls down. The mortar is the copper. Without the copper, you don't have the holding of the connective tissue working again with cross-linking collagen and elastin. Regeneration, healthy regeneration. Also protection from UV uh, radiation exposure. So um, when we get that vitamin D from sun exposure, we'd like to be out in it more without burning. Copper is key to protect us so we don't burn in the sun and we can withstand more UV radiation without harm, without chromosomal damage. Therefore, we don't wrinkle like, you know, this is where people are like suddenly interested in copper. Oh, wrinkles? <laughs> yeah, get that copper in you. So there's a lot of, again, connective tissue issues. Now, when we go to cardiovascular health, and again, we're going to get to nitric oxide as well in this discussion briefly. I'm just going through this quickly to understand the, the cross-linking of the cardiac proteins dependent upon copper. Structural integrity of the heart and blood vessels dependent on copper. Controlling the inflammation, we mentioned vasculitis. I, as a homeopath, would recommend cuprum metallicum as a homeopathic remedy. That's homeopathic copper for varicose veins, for instance. Also for renal or kidney health. Copper works with another mineral that has been maligned called selenium to protect the microcapillary beds and the cardiac protein. So copper, selenium. If you've heard doctors tell you, oh, be careful with what? Copper and selenium. Don't take too much. Yet these are the two minerals that are critical for saving our lives in the presence of COVID and other cardiac issues. And yet they say, oh, be careful with copper and selenium. But they don't understand the right form and the right quantity that we can take safely without concern for excess. We, we can talk about that. Electrical, neural transmission, heartbeat, maintaining. Have you heard of arrhythmias? Any cardiac yeah. abnormalities lately? I and they do them. ablations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, let's, just nuke, let's just nuke the heart with electricity and destroy its ability to have neural function. Yet, really, it's a copper deficiency. And then pre prevention of the heart from swelling, cardiomyopathies. Uh, yeah, we keep going here. It's like, whoa, copper's related to all of that. So I'm going to pause because I know we went through a lot quickly and, and just say, all right, I'll take a breath and you ask me anything about this and we'll go, how do we do what we need next to help people? Well, all I know is that there's so much that we all don't know, right? So we all went to school. We had to have our mandatory chemistries and nursing school. We had to have our mandatory sciences, but it really stops short of fully understanding some of these vital things that are necessary for our body. And you just blew me away with basically every diagnosis I carry um, saying that, oh my goodness, it's probably a copper depletion in my case. And there's a, and I make a point to make sure everybody knows that follows me is that there is help and hope out there. There are solutions out there. We need to find those solutions. And here we are with Dr. Robert Scabell giving us some solutions. So I want to hear more about how we get copper into our bodies. Yeah. And also one more thing, because um, it's it's not just copper, even though we're focusing on it right now, it's interactivity with other minerals and other pathways. And think about all the people that lack energy right now. And in a long time, you know, I've been dealing with chronic fatigue issues in, in patients for years. And I'm like, well, what, what, what are we missing here? Well, it turns out that the production of adenosine triphosphate, you know, is ATP at the mitochondrial level. Guess what? It depends on two things most critically 
copper and magnesium. And I'm like, oh my gosh, people know about magnesium. They do magnesium. They take it. They top, put it on topically. But how many people are going, wait, copper plays a role there too? Absolutely. And it, and it conserves energy because it reduces those cytokine storms as well. But uh, the side benefit instead of the side effect of copper in, ingestion is enhanced phase one liver detoxification. <laughs> how many anti-inflammatories do you know in modern medicine that have a side benefit of good liver health? Right. Every solution they seem to offer damages our liver. Correct. So side benefit is not only energy production, but better liver health, better liver health. And so how do we get it back in? We talked about the dietary uh, mineral, uh, uh, how it comes in. Maybe we get 30 to 40% um, absorption in an ideal world scenario. So we're not getting much of it. It's depleted. Now, I always try to say, how do we, how can we efficiently use the least to get the most? That's like a, a, a law of economy or a Kung Fu methodology. <laughs> and what we know about the digestive processes is that we take complex forms of foods that contain minerals and other things. And through the digestive process, re re relying on somewhat pH like acid in the stomach, uh, also enzymatic activity to break things down. And the microbiome itself plays a, a big role in that. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is release copper as copper one and copper two, the ions for the utilization that the deepest level of energetic, because all metabolism, even though we measure it in chemistry, uh, ultimately is an energetic interface, right? And that's the, I mentioned the body electric by Dr. Robert Becker last time, last week when we did this, and that goes into the electrical realities of, of life itself and even the physical body. And so copper plays a critical role there in energy, but the use of copper ultimately comes down to, can we access it at that bioactive level, bioactive form, copper one, copper two. Now, many of the dietary mineral supplements of copper are often uh, amino acid chelates like copper sulfate, uh, biglycinate, and these things can have some benefit, but very limited in terms of bioactivity. Once again, bioavailability, copper one, copper two in a colloidal state in a bioactive copper hydrosol. We talked about that for silver last week. We have the ability now to use a product called Sovereign Copper that provides that copper one, copper two at very safe levels, but so bioactive that we don't need much. So a tablespoon or a 15 ml dose provides 150 micrograms, which is one sixth of the adult RDI. Okay. So I want to make sure our audience understands what it means to be bioactive, bioavailable, just in case you're not familiar with that. What do, just simplify that for us. So a bioavailable means it is assimilable by the body, that the body can easily break it down or absorb it. The utilization depends on bioactivity. Is it in a form that is active for the metabolic pathways needed? And what is combined in that hydrosol form is it's both of those are available. Again, I'm not saying that you can't get some level of bioavailable and bioactive copper from dietary sources, but we are in such a deficit that I'm looking to accelerate that influx in a safe way. And so if we look at the adult RDI that's set by the government recommended daily intake for copper for adults, it's about 900 micrograms for uh, adults, a uh, thousand micrograms. If you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding 1300 micrograms and children of uh, four years in, of age and up require at least 440 micrograms. And these are low level sets. Believe me, we can use more than that, but because I have the use the bioactive bioavailable form, the tablespoon of that hydrosol provides one sixth of the RDI, but it's like 
whole lot more in terms of efficiency because you're not only getting a small percentage, it's all engaged immediately crossing the mucosal barrier into the system for utilization. So one tablespoon twice or three times a day, three times a day is only half the adult RDI. It meets a four-year-old's needs. Wow. Yet, yet, because it's so active, it provides as if you're taking a lot more that doctors might go, oh, that's too much. We're never risking taking too much with this form of copper. So that's a beautiful advancement in technology to allow us to use a little bit to go a long, long way. Okay. So that brand that you just mentioned, let's talk about that. I'll make sure to put a link about it in the show notes. Say yeah. that out loud again for us. And the dose it's called Sovereign, yeah, Sovereign Copper. And it's a bioactive copper hydrosol by natural immunogenics. And a one tablespoon is an adult maintenance dose. Two tablespoons is a little bit more. Uh, let's let's bring it back in. Three tablespoons becomes, hey, we really need to get that copper in fast. And most people report an energetic uh, response within a couple of days. They're like, whoa, I got energy again. Because remember the copper-magnesium relationship to ATP and the mitochondria production. Um, there are um, some risks in people that have a high uh, parasite and or fungal burden because copper is antiparasitic and antifungal. So uh, we want to also facilitate additional liver support. We even talked about that last week with the risk of a Herx when you neutralize any uh, pathogen burden in the body. But, you know, you're, there's going to be side benefits to liver health, but there are other things like selenium I always recommend for liver health. And we talked briefly about coffee enemas or things. If there's a Herx that you want to diminish rapidly, anything you do to focus on liver health, lymph, hydration issues, et cetera. So and uh, this, ask, go ahead. Let me ask you that. When you say the Herx, um, point, I think mm -hmm. you're talking about essentially what I would be calling a die off. So if you've got a yeah. high load of a fungal situation or yeast overgrowth or something like that, you may yes. have a die off effect where the, um, when the, when the bad things are starting to wither away, they're, they're going to get really aggressive and make you a little miserable. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. I, I liken it. It's a successful immune intervention. Um, there is a, you know, you win the battle, but now there are dead bodies on the battlefield. And now you got to clean those dead bodies off or else you're going to have other problems, right? And okay. and that puts a little bit of a burden on your liver, your kidneys, your lymph. Not in a negative sense that it's always oh, a dangerous burden. It's just like, hey, we got we to gotta clear this debris. That's not normally what we're doing. Okay, so let me ask you this. So if somebody's going to start taking copper, is there a necessity to go ahead and do some pre-testing to see if they've got a high um, fungal load or parasite load before they start it to know if they're well, going to... Yeah, I mean, only if they want to know. Uh, you know, obviously, it's not harmful. It's just, you know, you feel a little, uh, you know, I'm a little under the weather. Do I have the flu? It's not the flu. It's a it's a congested pathways of elimination uh, resulting in headaches, fatigue, and things like that. But it's not a side effect of copper any more than it's a side effect of silver. It's a side, you know, a reality of like you eradicated a debris, you know, let's say a, a challenge to your system that has been probably in your system for a long time that you didn't have the ability to do anything but hold it at bay, but not overcome it. Now, suddenly you're able to overcome it. Now you've got to clear that from the body. So we come back to detox pathways. And, and you know, I mentioned the clinical homeopathy course I, I taught for uh, Trinity talks about clearing the liver. How do we support the liver, the kidneys, the lymph, the colon to do its job more efficiently? And that's a bottom line starting point. I think no matter what we need to get back to, unfortunately, modern allopathic medicine, even though they mean well, everything they do tends to congest those pathways damage the pathways of excretion and we need to enhance them again. 
Yeah, this is just amazing. Just hearing that. Yes, of course, when you're getting rid of something bad inside your body, there's going to be bodies on the field and then we've got to get rid of them. So what is the solution for getting rid of the debris? If the copper yeah. is helping but, kill off what and mm -hmm. we got this debris left over, how do we get rid of it? The bad. Well, it becomes yeah, understanding what is necessary for uh, biological functionality, functionality, if you will. Uh, we've talked about glutathione. Um, NAC and selenium playing the role to activate the peroxidase, the active form to, to, to remove cellular debris and detoxify. Uh, intermittent fasting could be a way, obviously drinking much more water as opposed to diuretic type uh, uh, de depleters, if you will, uh, of, of hydration like uh, soft drinks and caffeinated beverages, um, too much sugar. I utilize uh, the bioactive uh, hydrogen within water so um, recognizing that hydrogen uh, dissolved into water facilitates also a lot of antioxidant activities and detox pathway ad, uh, advancements. That's another thing to do. I use the echo water uh, to do that. Uh, also, um, you know, we talk about liver coffee enemas. Um, there are herbs, um, American Western style herbs like uh, milk thistle, dandelion, taraxicum is helpful there. Um, homeopathic drainage remedies, which is what I talk about uh, in the Clinical Homeopathy 101 Plus um, uh, Lecture on Demand. Um, there are a lot of things that can be done, Ayurvedic herbs that are wonderful and powerful. Uh, there are lymphat lymphatic massage, lymphatic movement can help move things, but staying hydrated and being active, the vibrating plates or walking vigorously if you can be active, all of those facilitate um, the health of the liver. And of course, if the colon is congested significantly due to debris, you know, colon hydrotherapy, coffee enemas, these are all ways to reduce a HERX, uh, which is the result of, a, again, a debris field that is, you know, having to be addressed rapidly. Yeah, this is a huge learning curve. So for it, so he gave some ideas uh, for things that work that aren't quite as uh, new to you, perhaps. Maybe a coffee enema sounds like something very new for somebody to be hearing that. But obviously, he gave several other options as well that deal with this debris field that has been created. So yes. I'm just blown away with what copper can do for us. So yes. simple as literally taking a tablespoon to three tablespoons a day is that simple to add to our health and wellness? Yeah. And I love that we can do it simply because there's too much complication, too many things that cause us to go, I can't do it. It's too, come on. This is so simple. The things we can do here. And I'm glad we can do this. Now, another thing in terms of detox, interestingly enough, is we learn about, uh, you mentioned nitric oxide uh, and facilitating nitric oxide production. Most people focus on the cardiovascular benefit and we will uh, but there's also an element to the comprehensive formula that I use the cardio miracle to facilitate safe, a uh, sustained, a uh, develop, uh, production of nitric oxide endogenously, uh, is the autophagy process, which is a fancy term of, uh, cellular clearing, cellular debris, waste products, and even recycling that, which can be recycled within the cell for further utilization. Um, this can help do that as well. We often fast. I mentioned intermittent fasting or fasting for enhancing autophagy, cleansing processes of the cells. Uh, nitric oxide and the cardio miracle formulation can enhance production, if you will, uh, or, or uh, the function of you know, this autophagy process, uh, in addition to many other things we can get into when you're ready to talk nitric oxide. Okay. So, yeah, we definitely, on the second half of this show, let's definitely address the, um, the nitric oxide. 
Um, I am aware that several doctors are out there that are on the, on the same side as all of us trying to help people with these problems with long COVID, with the vaccine injured. They are going toward this product called Cardio Miracle. So we're going to let Dr. Um, Bell do that with us after we come back for, after the break. And we're going to discuss that one at length. We will come right back and pick up where we left off. And for now, um, we'll just come back and start with the Cardio Miracle as well when we come back. It's time and this is The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Okay, let's get right back where we left off before the break and talk to Dr. Robert Scott Bell here 
more about copper and let's talk more about this nitric oxide component as well. Okay, well, nitric oxide got voted the molecule of the year in 1992, and there's a Nobel Prize associated with its discovery and uh, what it has done. And so, uh, interestingly, as we've learned more about this molecule, this miracle molecule, um, the interest is in how do we boost it? How do we get more of it, right? Uh, yet, my concern always is, well, if we do that, is there anything else corresponding in the body metabolically we should know? we don't think is great or could be problematic. And guess what? It turns out that if you facilitate the production of this nitric oxide, which by the way is produced by the endothelial cells, primarily of the uh, cardiovascular system, when you have a healthy system, healthy blood flow and all of that, um, nitric oxide is, is very protective of endothelial integrity. It is an a, a immune, uh, also immune modulator as well. It's a cell signaling modulator. It does a lot of things. We'll get into a, a bit of it today. Uh, but, Interestingly enough, if you were to learn how to like spike the production of nitric oxide and you could, you might discover beets, you might, the, the you know, vegetable beets, you might discover uh, L-arginine and citrulline. You know, there are a number of things that we know facilitate the accelerated enhanced production of nitric oxide. But what happens when you produce nitric oxide in the body is that there is a corresponding rise of something that's not so good, not so favorable for good health and in reducing inflammation. It's quite the opposite. It's an inflammatory free radical developed in the presence of enhanced or increased NO nitric oxide production. And that is peroxynitrite, known as ONO, O-N-O-O. -O. Um, and this relationship is known biochemically Yet many people just say, hey, I don't care. I just want to boost the NO, nitric oxide, and don't realize the corresponding rise of the peroxynitrite. And I think you mentioned off the air, we were talking about some people complain if they have too much nitric oxide, they might have pain in their muscles. I'm like, that shouldn't be, but it's because they boosted the nitric oxide and didn't acknowledge or recognize that they were also boosting the peroxynitrite. Again, a very dangerous, volatile, free radical that causes inflammation. So when we, yeah, when we want to produce more NO, nitric oxide, we've got to say, hey, how is it possible that we can counteract the rise of peroxynitrate? Is it possible? And if so, that's what we want to do. And this is a part of the fascinating journey of discovery that my friend John Hewlett did in developing the formulation called Cardio Miracle, because it's a comprehensive array of, of not only the, you know, the beets, the L-citrulline, the arginine, and much more, but many other botanical organic ingredients that counteract that free radical rise. So what happened when this was tested, this formulation was tested by Tadeusz Malinsky uh, out of, uh, it was in Ohio. Um, this guy is a PhD, one of the top researchers in the world on this subject. Uh, he found that not only would it sustain the production of nitric oxide, unlike beets alone or something, you know, that just does that, which has a quick spike burst, it sustained the production, the enhanced production, increased production of nitric oxide over 24 hours or longer. But the key here, what was discovered by Malinsky was so stunning was that it counteracted the rise of peroxynitrite. So you had this rise of the nitric oxide and the counteracting of the rise. So the, the, the other direction instead of the peroxynitrite. So you'd have all of the benefits and none of the detrimental aspects of it. That's why this is unique among all formulations that address nitric oxide. And it was, and, and John Hewlett didn't know he did that. 
I believe he was guided by God. It was a God thing to produce this to save his own life. And so what did he did he was just amazing. Did he add something to it that was the thing that would do the counteracting? And if so, what is it? Yeah, well, these are the other botanical ingredients. These organic uh, fruits, vegetables, different things that are living whole food supplements, including selenium as a mineral. Talked about how favorable I am towards selenium. That was a perfect synergy of ingredients that he had no earthly idea he had done. It was just guided to do this. And that's what where today is Malinsky, PhD out of Ohio University in his nanotechnology laboratory, tested it by saturating these endothelial cells with the formula and found and discovered this. It's like, no one's ever done this. We, we, we Drug companies would kill to be able to do this. And he did it with food, with food. And so this formulation, comprehensive as it is, did things he didn't even realize it would do. And so that's the difference maker here and why I take this every day and why I've sustained such a remarkable fitness in my mid now closing in on later fifties uh, to outpace my 30 year old, 20 year old self. And many people at the gym can't keep up with me in my age because of the enhanced blood flow. And this, we get into the properties, which we haven't gotten into all of that with nitric oxide. So I'm going to pause and say, I know it's complicated again, trying to simplify it. No, this is amazing. So to hear that this would be something that even my, possibly even my young sons who are working on being fit, that working mm -hmm. on building body mass and things like that, this would be something that's not just focused on help for people who are struggling because we're always focused on the long COVID people, the people who are sick with COVID, the people who have the vaccine injuries. We have 92% supposedly of the population vaccinated. So we have a large amount of harmed people that need solutions. So that's a focus, but to think that it could be good for wellness in general, it sounds like. Yeah, when we think about the health of the vasculature primarily, that's our starting point. We got inflammation within the, uh, well, it's an atherosclerotic type of, of, of uh, de degradation over time. Inflammation leading to the need to patch and repair damage and inflammation to save our life. Then they blame the calcification of cholesterol later in life to cause the heart attack. And yet it was cholesterol that saved your life to give you enough life to live or your ability to have a heart attack later. Uh, so we recognize that if we reduce or eliminate inflammation and heal the integrity of the endothelial layer, we don't have a need to patch and repair. Therefore, whatever cholesterol is produced by your liver is healthy, both LDL and HDL, and does jobs like being precursors to vital youth hormones like uh, testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone, for one, as well as the criticality of brain and nervous system health in MS or neurodegradation diseases, fat and cholesterol is essential uh, for aging without degradation of neural uh, function and uh, capacity. Uh, so we chase the symptoms or the response of the body to save your life and keep you alive. Never go back to origin point. And nitric oxide plays a critical role in the health of that endothelial layer, which if you took out all of your endothelium and, and opened it up to the world, it would cover six tennis courts. Wow. Think about that, the vasculature, how much surface area you're covering from the, the large arteries and veins to the small microcapillary beds and veins. And nothing is, you know, further than a, a couple of two or three or four nanometers away from uh, an end of that capillary bed. So oxygen needs and all the things that blood does delivers everywhere. How vital that sounds to have that included inside of your diet. And that's, therefore, if we, yeah. How vital yeah. for that? How, how, how much of our life depends on the workload? Yeah. Exactly. When you yeah. say so, six tennis courts, 
six tennis courts. That's, that's part of your body. Yeah. You're not even thinking about taking care of. And that includes the lymphatic pathways that has endothelium. So the nitric oxide plays a huge role there. Uh, and, and, you know, not only uh, in the you know, vascular, which is a, a big enough issue. When we think about the number one leading cause of death in, in our modern history, it's cardiovascular disease, cancer number two. Uh, how much of uh, have we missed uh, by by not acknowledging this? Now, granted, it, science only discovered nitric oxide not long ago relative to uh, the scientific uh, in, endeavor we've been on. But now to produce it in a way that sustains the production and counteracts the negative rise of proxy nitrite, that's never been done either. Uh, so that's become a daily regimen. And uh, I put everybody, I think, you know, with kidney issues too, I think about my dad who died of renal disease. Ultimately, he was on hemodialysis and didn't survive long on that because it, you know, it broke his spirit. But I didn't realize how much nitric oxide plays, of course, in the uh, the vasculature delivery to the kidneys and how if that's compromised, the cells of the kidneys can't function over time. So we see benefit to renal issues. And it's a bit, one of the difficult things, you know, in modern medicine, they don't have drugs. Well, they have drugs for the kidneys. But again, all of this leads down to a dependence on, uh, you know, something that is not fun to be tethered to for for your life. So that plays a role in just anything and everything. If blood flow is involved, it plays a role. Nitric oxide is needed. Now, beyond that, uh, I think we mentioned uh, briefly earlier, we found out that this formulation facilitates that rise of not only the, the nitric oxide, but all the things it delivers, that you have uh, the capacity to take the stored vitamin D for people that are taking a lot of it, or maybe they're getting sun exposure, which is great, but they're not getting the active form, right? And that's stored. How do you activate it? Well, looks like that now we know nitric oxide plays a role in the conversion of the stored D in active form into the active form. So that people taking uh, even adequate or maybe maybe too much because they're still not getting benefit. We're taking D, 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 and they're not getting it. It's like, well, why? Because metabolic pathways are compromised. Now we want to open them up and make them work again. And now all that stored D is working for you. It's not about what you take and put in. It's what, what works metabolically. So that's another aspect of the nitric oxide story that's uh, hidden from most. And uh, we we now know we activate. Well, it sounds like this is a product fully made of natural food, organic food. Is am I understanding yes. it's basically a a supplement, a nutritional supplement? Correct. Yeah, it's a powder we add to water and drink down every day. I do it once a day. Some people, if they're really starting and they're in rough shape, twice or even three times a day, and it's a food for the body. And what it does is so extraordinary. Now, I mentioned autophagy before. I want to remind you that this. Uh, formula the nitric oxide is doing is also enhancing autophagy. Now, a lot of people do that, they fast because they want to enhance that process. That means their cells are going to clear the debris of used materials that are no longer usable or recycle that which can be recycled. So this facilitates that enhanced process. So those of you who fast intermittently or do longer fast, you can do the cardio miracle with a fast. It will only enhance the fast. I fast once a week every day, you know, I say every week, uh, about 24 hours, sundown to sundown. And I use the, the cardio miracle. It's not really in, infusing cal calories per se. So you're not really counteracting the fast in that sense, but it's facilitating and enhancing the efficiency of that fast more rapidly, uh, producing the things we want to produce detox, autophagy, et cetera. Uh, so that's another reason why it can be used even if you're, uh, doing fasting. Okay, so if you are fasting, you would be taking the cardio miracle on that day because it's meant to enhance what you're doing. And yeah, it's an option, of course, but uh, I do. I do indeed do that. 
And how often do people have to use the powder daily? Is it just a daily one time, put it in a, eight ounces mm -hmm. of water? Yeah. I maintenance dose, a daily dose. Uh, of course, I started from a decent level of health. Some people are not starting from the health I have because I've been organic for years and detoxified and did all of those things. People that are in a lot of trouble, immunologically, uh, cardiovascular, you name it, skeletally, all of that uh, may indeed take a teaspoon, I'm sorry, uh, a scoop of it in the water even three times a day. If I'm traveling, sometimes like when we're at the, the events together, like we were at the next steps and we had uh, a cardio miracle on tap, I was drinking a lot throughout the day because it was like it was there and we were, you know, doing well with that. And that's fine. You, you really you'd be hard pressed to overdose on, on it because it's a food product. Um, but uh, for me, once a day. But, yeah, there are people who will start two or three times a day to really get back on that nitric oxide production and all the benefits, side benefits, again, not side effects. If you were only doing the isolated citrulline or arginine or beets, you would have side effects because you wouldn't be counteracting the peroxynitrite rise, right? That we talk about that comes with the nitric oxide. Right. This is very eye-opening. I want, I suspect they will probably be at the next conference as well. So we can go ahead and mention that to everyone here, that the next mm -hmm. step conference is coming to Nashville at the end of April or mid-April. You want to give us some details on that? And I must have missed it at the Orlando event. I didn't get to drink some of that. So I feel like I missed out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, when we're together in the Nashville event with Dr. Warner uh, putting that on, uh, we got the Nurse Freedom Network. You guys, Nurses Out Loud, will all be together again. Uh, we'll have that on tap for everybody to try and plug into. And uh, it's a, it's just a wonderful thing to introduce people to. I have uh, my mom on it. She's uh, 89 now, and uh, it's helped her a lot. Um, at every and any age, it's possible. Of course, we produce more when we're younger, uh, but... Uh, this is a food supplement product. I mix it with my hydrogen water in the morning. Personally, I love that because hydrogen does so many great things. That's the echo water I use, uh, but it's a wonderful adjunct. And, and for me, I'll just tell you how I can monitor my progress because I'm in uh, an athletic uh, gym um, where I do a lot of cardiovascular and, and muscle training. Uh, it's like burst training as well, where you get your heart rate up very quickly and I can monitor the heart rate versus, you know, the, the, the zones that it's in from the gray zone when I arrive in resting state to blue, to green, to yellow, which is optimal in terms of working out. And then red zone where you're going, dude, your, your, your heart rate's way too high. It's not really safe. Don't, you don't want to be there. And I found that using the cardio miracle, I'm hard pressed to get to the yellow zone. Because my body is so efficient in delivering oxygen to the cells, even under stress and duress. And now my resting heart rate is around 49 to 50 beats per minute at 57 years of age. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what you can do in reducing blood pressure by having healthy, healthy endothelial tissue, my gosh, the suppleness, the flexibility, all of that in conjunction with hydration of habits, of course, uh, many cardiovascular benefits that are measurable. So that is um, about, just sounds like it's so reaching so many aspects of the body health as people are aging. Obviously, a lot of people are getting on, they're ending up in diabetic from weight issues. They're ending up with blood pressure issues, like you mentioned, the cholesterol issues, atherosclerosis, but a product like this is basically trying to take that, keep that from actually happening to you and hopefully keeping you away from the blood pressure medicines and all these um really detrimental drugs that they're the older you get, they tend to increase in your life. Yeah. I've had so many people tell me that they've reduced their blood pressure medication or, or come off of it because well, they don't have the, why do they not have the high blood pressure? Well, it didn't treat high blood pressure. It just 
normalized and optimized the function of the cardiovascular system, healing the tissue itself and watching, whoa, your body doesn't have to struggle as much. Why does it need to increase the pressure? So it makes sense in terms of the function by working with the structure, right? And that nitric oxide does that. Now, is this a product that you could take too much of if you were to use it, that you would have some kind of adverse effects? Or is it just like, I just ate more? It's like a new, because it's nutritional. Yeah, because it is nutritional product. I haven't found anybody that OD'd on it. Even when I'm at those events where I'm like drinking it all day, I'm like, fine. (laughs) So uh, for me, it's like, uh, yeah, there are synthetic things that you could take that would be problematic, but this, this is not that, Um, you know, normally people would take again, one scoop, once a day, maybe twice a day, uh, three or more if you're in a crisis to get out of it and then taper back down to a maintenance dose. So if you had COVID patients, would you actually think that it would be a benefit for them to take during COVID just at a maintenance? Well, how, how much of COVID? Yeah. How much of COVID manifests ma- uh, vascular, right? So right. much, you know, we've talked about uh, copper playing a role, selenium playing a role, and all of these things are, co- you know, conjunction with one another are going to be side benefit. Again, you're going to have plus factors. So uh, for me, recognizing the metabolic pathways, uh, the deficiencies that exist, counteracting them, it's no mystery why this is beneficial in those cases as well. And critical, in fact, uh, so much of the blood-borne uh, diseases or manifestations we've seen as well due to mineral deficiencies, nitric oxide plays a role again in the suppleness, strength, and integrity, all that needs for vascular flow, all the way down to the microcapillary beds where you you can't even have a blood cell fit through that unless it's folded over. I mean, it's like, that's how small this is. And that's where a lot of the damage occurs. They don't diagnose until they see occlusions at the large arterial pathways of the heart. But all along the vascular system, there's evidence of that occlusion that we need to counteract and we can do so safely without intervening uh, in a dangerous way or requiring surgery. I love this. This just sounds like something that um, nurse Michelle needs to have in a COVID basket to say, this is something we should actually start adding to people's wellness plan. It sounds like something for a life wellness plan. So that is something we'll make sure is in the show notes so that anybody who wants to find out more about this cardio miracle supplement can look into it. I'm sure the website is going to have plenty of information on educating about it and how to get it. So I'll make sure that link is included in my show notes for everyone that's interested in that. The thing is, is um, the combination of this copper coming in. So let's mm-hmm. go back to that and the copper and nitric oxide working together. You're you're having them yeah. taking these tablespoon a day to three tablespoons a day of their liquid copper. And when they're doing blood work, like when, let's say that some people are still sticking with their non-functional or integrative doctor, they're in their local doctor's office. What can they see yeah. in their blood work change as they're adding these kind mm-hmm. of things? What are you noticing? Well, if they test for inflammatory markers, those will be greatly, greatly reduced. That's a big time issue because we know inflammation, even though it's necessary for healing in in acute phase scenarios, when you go chronic, then you get into degradation, right? Degeneration. So uh, I would say that would be prime among them. I want to mention this regarding blood tests for copper, because this is something that is often misinterpreted without fail, unfortunately, by the medical community. Let's say you had a cardiac event and uh, you get a blood test, a mineral assay, it will likely test extraordinarily high for copper. And you're like, whoa, 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 what's happening here? The doc might say, oh my gosh, you're copper toxic. We got to give you more zinc or make sure you don't get any copper supplements. Why would the copper be testing high in the blood after a cardiovascular event? 
because it's an inflammatory event that could result in death. And guess what is the mineral that reduces inflammation metabolically? Copper. So the body is desperately dumping copper from its cellular stores into the blood to save your life. And it's misinterpreted as copper toxicity or, or that copper may have caused the cardiac event. This is true also in children on the autism spectrum where they'll often test high in metals, which many cases they are like mercury and other things or aluminum. But if they get tested and they're high in copper, it's more likely that again, they are in systemic inflammation and the body is constantly dumping copper to counteract that inflammation intestinally and otherwise that they're uh, suffering with. And that of course can result in pain and, and other uh, discomforts in children who are nonverbal and they're just violently acting out as they become older in teen years. But the uh, copper uh, is really, it's the opposite interpretation we should have. It's like, my gosh, the body is using the copper that it has. We need to make sure it gets good bioavailable copper in. And uh, in the case of excess copper, um, I've not seen it in my career, although I've heard it reported in case of genuine copper toxicity where you'd have a road rage without the road and no explanation for the rage. It's like an emotional outburst scenario of angry outbursts. Of like, what is that? Where did that come from? And of course, we know the liver is a store of anger emotionally and copper is very rich in the liver. So excess could create an emotional outburst, but it's not a, a dangerous toxicity in terms of functionality in most cases. And we can reverse that very quickly. That is unbelievable. Just even hear what you just said about the liver. That is just something I've never heard said before. Are you saying to me that this allopathic broken system when they do see mm -hmm. this elevated copper in a, on a mineral assay, they are yeah. literally saying you're copper toxic and it could even be causative that that's actually being. Yeah. It's, just, wow. yeah, it's embarrassing. I know, but as I have been embarrassed for the medical and scientific community for a long time for not putting these things together. And it's not like I'm so smart. It's just like, I, I never got programmed to believe that we suffered from drug deficiencies. <laughs> that. So I started looking at well, what really could be deficient and what could we have too much of? And in, in that case, what is what what transpires or what manifests metabolically or otherwise? So it's not that doctors and scientists aren't capable of seeing this. Of course they are. But often they don't have the time in, in, in hospital and insurance settings. They are, uh, man, if they try to do some of this stuff, they're going to be attacked and threatened with loss of licensure, much less denigrated in the public. So we're dealing with a system that is uh, highly motivated to keep and suppress this information because the profitability of that industry depends on our ignorance of the things we're talking about right here. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a misinterpretation because in reality, that person who just had an MI very likely does need copper supplementation because the body's probably pulling everywhere that it, it, let's say a body's completely depleted. It's pulling yeah. what it had, what little bit it had. And obviously it failed. It didn't get enough, even though it's mm -hmm. high because um, yeah. it, the, the injury still happened to the, the cardiovascular system. The so healing that, and the repair needs to occur. Yes. Yeah. That's um, did you guys talk on any shows about antibody dependent enhancement or pathogenic priming? Yes. Well, um, I, when I first published my information to help people make a decision about the COVID vaccine so that they would be well-informed, I included Dr. Geert Vandenbosch's letter to the world. And he was the first time I'd ever heard about ADE and the impact that the vaccine yeah. could eventually cause on people. So how do you want to address that specific to this though? Well, that, that specific warning was really what triggered me to go into copper so intensely. You know, I knew of it, but I, I never really focused on it. Uh, Morley Robbins has written a book called cure your uh, fatigue, CU for copper, cure your fatigue. I would recommend those that want to dig deeper into the science of copper more than, than we've discussed today. 
get that book by Morley Robbins, Cure Your Fatigue. But I was so intrigued by copper's ability to systemically uh, reduce the cytokine storms that would be potentially deadly in the ADE or pathogenic priming scenario. And that copper was that critical, is that critical mineral that could save your life. So you don't have to resort in a hospital setting to prednisone or methylprednisone, which arguably can save your life in such circumstances. But of course it damages and destroys the liver and uh, wipes out the immune response altogether so that you're vulnerable for other things. But I recognize why they do it. I'm just saying, let's avoid needing to do it. And that copper supplementation could, could help us prevent that needing to ever be done. Yes. Dr. Yen was recently interviewed by Dr. Peter McCullough on America Out Loud, and she is a doctor from China, a whistleblower, who has exposed the massive death that may be happening over there right now, and it's suspect it could be ADE. So to think that not only do they need nasopharyngeal sanitation and things that are going to stop replication quickly in their nose and mouth in China, they need copper over there as well because they are suspecting ADE. So before we end the show today, I'd love for you to give me any last words on how people can reach you. We talk about the shows that are coming the events that are coming up and make sure they know about that and where they can get some of these products. We'll make sure the links are in the bio. Yeah, please join me at robertscottbell.com, two hours a day, six days a week or any fraction thereof. You can become a patron supporter. Uh, We have a monthly Zoom AMA, so you can ask me anything. And we also, uh, of course, have an upcoming events tab at the show notes there as well. And you can uh, see where we'll be together. Nurse Michelle is going to be hitting a lot of great events that I'll be at. I love seeing you there. And we can do a lot more uh, in person, in education. And uh, really, it's a camaraderie among all healthcare providers that that has been lost over the years that's coming back, which I'm thrilled about. Uh, So I'd love for you to join me. And yes, you can get the bioactive copper hydrosol at robertscottbell.com. I don't sell it. I have links or the Cardio Miracle, but I'd love for you guys to get it through uh, Nurses Out Loud and the and the great groups we want to support as well. So wherever you can find the links, please do go get it and start it and you'll see the things I'm talking about here. I'm so thankful for doctors like Dr. Robert Scott Bell here with us today. And I hope you will check out his links that he's given to us. And I hope this is helping everyone. I don't think we're done with schooling on these minerals so this is where we'll stop for today thank you for coming i appreciate it it's time